That would be a good New Year's resolution for everybody. So we right? as a society, we, we as a society, you, me and you make a global <laughs> push to make every yeah. day a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location in the Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location, independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I love, love, love me some good whipped cream on my waffles. Ooh, is that a New Year's resolution? Have more whipped cream on your waffles? More whipped cream. Maybe, maybe, case- more, maybe more waffles. More waffles and more whipped cream. Sign me up for that. I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com. All about the freedom, the lifestyle, the travel, and today, the New Year's goals as well. Right, Trav? I mean, New Year's goals, such a... Is it cliche? Is it played out? I don't know, but you have to have them, right? I mean, are you Yes, it's cliched. Is it played out? I don't think so. I think think it's... Only played out if you think that the only time you can set goals is during the new year. But the thing that I like about it is that it is also a very easy time to stop and reflect and actually set goals and plan stuff out because everyone else is doing it or at least talking about it. And the holidays, at least in my life, I think a lot of people's lives lend themselves to to doing that because... Typically, people might have off work for a little bit. So while, while the holidays can be hectic, you're, you're usually hopefully not as immersed maybe in your typical day-to-day schedule that got, just kind of goes, you know, very routine-based and, and you're not really having stuff break it up. It's like forced, in the, forced mental space in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and at least it's like just different, right? Like, like P, everyone, society is acting different because of the holidays. So it allows you to have a time to feel different and act different as well. And hopefully involved in that then is you thinking about, all right, the calendar's changing. Yes, it's, we all know January 1 is an arbitrary time, right? Um, it's just, hey, the calendar happened to change because some old Romans, I don't so, know. Um, this isn't a history podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You know, decided to, to make a calendar 365 days most of the time, some hundred, sometimes 366, but yeah, so I I think it's cliche, but I think it's a I, I think it's a positive thing, and I think we we're not going to get in today into this idea that hey you could actually do this anytime you wanted and you don't have to start on January first because here we are in the beginning of the year, and so whether you did start on January first or whether you didn't, now is a great time for you to to take a holistic view of the things. Or maybe in maybe in your case, and maybe what you're going to learn here, the thing that you want to accomplish. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I just want to pick out something you said before. Society agreeing that it's a holiday, so everybody's in sort of a different mind state, I feel like, in some ways, at least uh, in parts of the world where it was a holiday and or people that are are off. And it's it's funny because maybe we could all just as agree as a society right here and now that we should just make every day a holiday. 
that could be a good New Year's resolution for everybody. So we right? as a society, we, we as a society, you, me and you make a global <laughs> push to make every yeah. day a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. How can we do I that? Mean, I don't know. Then it my son's down with that. If it means he's getting presents, he's down with it because he's already asking me how, like, when is Christmas happening again? I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, buddy, it's a long way away. Well, okay. My birthday comes before it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But his birthday is in October, end of October. So I'm trying to explain to him that both of them are going to be a long time away. Yeah. He's four. He doesn't quite understand the concept. So, yeah, you're going to have to wean him off the presence, right? All mm. right. Well, yeah, I agree with you. It is it is a good thing. New Year's goals are a good thing. And whatever you believe, like you said, it's an arbitrary date, but there is something magical, mystical, poetic, just necessary. I don't know what about turning the calendar and having this blank slate in front of you that just seems, it seems like the blankest slate that there is the entire year, January 1st, right? It's like, I have a whole year to do X, Y, or Z, or to turn my life into this or that, or to make these adjustments that I've been thinking about and want to make. And yet people lose momentum pretty quickly. I mean, that's proven, I think, statistically where the gym memberships go up and then everybody cancels and, uh, you know, a month or two later because it's hard to sustain. So maybe that's something we should talk about today as well. It's not just the setting of the goals. And I know you have a lot to say on that, Trav, because we're in the middle of a challenge right now and you're teaching that stuff. But also, how can we set ourselves up to actually follow through and hit some of those goals. And and then the last thing I want to add to that is like, is it always necessary to have a goal? To back up to something you said earlier with the, with the blank slate idea, I think that the idea of a blank slate while liberating in the, like in the immediate, oh my gosh, it's a blank slate, you know, can also be completely overwhelming. And I think is yeah. completely overwhelming and I think that is why people fail because a year is a long time and a blank slate is very difficult to wrap your head around. And so I think what, what is most important, and as you mentioned, we're, we're running a challenge right now as we record this, all about, it's called the New Year, New Lifestyle Challenge. And it's all about how to set actionable goals, or actually I should say one goal, and I'll explain why, and how to how to turn your lifestyle upside down in one year. And my favorite quote, and I even said it in the challenge the other day, is that we we overestimate what we can get done in a day and we underestimate what we can get done in a year. And I think what the reason that people fall off and all the statistics show that, you know, whatever, by January 12th, no one's at the gym and it's only been, you know, 12 days is because everyone wants immediate gratification, immediate results. And they'll go really hard for a couple of days, but they won't ever set up a plan that makes it sustainable. You know, it, all of us are guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. So this isn't something to say that like, oh my gosh, if you do this, you're, you're bad because I think it's our natural inclination is to say, set a goal. Okay. We're super excited about this. Let's go. This is going to be so fun. Then you go hard, but there's no way you can go hard for 365 days, whether that be working out, whether that be you know, spending time building your business, whether that be uh, learning a language, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to become fluent in Spanish. And you do like two hours of Duolingo one day. It's like, well, 
okay, that's probably not going to fit into your into your regular schedule. So I think the the better way, not I think the the better way to go about it is to, and what we're doing inside the challenge is to set a goal, a long-term goal, but then start to chunk it down. And so if you if you chunk it down and you set mile markers, and let's just say that you're the goal you set is a yearly goal. It doesn't have to be, but but I'm I want people to have a longer stretch. So maybe it's maybe it's a three-month goal, six-month goal, year goal. Fine. For our case, let's just say it's a year goal. In that way, then I want you to sit there and set up mile markers. And an easy way to do that, again, is like the turning of the calendar idea. For each month, set a mile marker. Okay. If there are 12 months in the year and there are 12 steps to get me to this big overarching goal, what are the smaller chunks that I need to do in and in what order to get there? So now you have the big BHAG, which we call it the big, hairy, audacious goal. Then you have 12 of like mini monthly BHAGs, and then you can start to break those down. And so if you're systematically going about it, you know, and let's say your goal is, all right, I want to run a marathon by the end of 2022, right, Jay? Well, if you went out today and tried to do and hadn't gotten off the couch in a month and tried to do 15 miles, like A, you're going to fail at it probably. And B, if you're mentally tough enough to succeed, you're going to be destroyed the next day. And that doesn't help anything. Okay. You went out and ran 15 miles once. Great. You're not any closer to your goal and you're not trying to achieve it in a day. Instead, it should be like, get up and find a good pair of running shoes and walk half a mile on them, right? For day one or whatever it is, so that you're building towards something. And I think most people listening would agree that building consistent action towards a goal is a better way to do it. But we don't usually actually take the time to sit down and write out what that looks like and do it ourselves because we want that instant gratification. We want to be like, yeah, I'm doing this and, and be gung-ho, but that is usually detrimental. How do you create a goal that doesn't set yourself up for failure? Because there's some mindset stuff there as well, right? You talk about a big, hairy, audacious goal and we want to have these big goals. And I think the goals at the beginning of the year, as opposed to maybe the goals we set later in the year, for some reason, for better or worse, tend to be bigger and more dramatic in some ways. And in that way, perhaps more unattainable. And uh, there's this saying that I always, I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to me, but it, I don't know if it always works in every circumstance, but it's like aim for the stars and you might hit the moon, something like that. Okay. That's cool. But if you have the right mindset, if you aim for the stars and you fall well short, because the moon is a far away from a lot of the other stars, Traff. That's true. My yeah. son asked me yesterday, um, uh, how, how far, how long will it take us to get to Pluto on our rocket ship? <laughs> how many get, and then he said, we got to bring a lot of toys, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So aim for Pluto, maybe hit the moon. Um, yeah. I so I mean, from a mindset perspective, I think that sometimes that's okay for people. There's a lot to unpack there, I think, from the mindset perspective, right? Because on the one hand, you could be like, well, I'm okay if I fall short because... Uh, you know, I'm going to end up someplace way higher than I thought I was going to be. But then are you already sort of aiming low before you aim high? You know, and then if on the other side, if you if you make it too big and you set yourself up for failure and a type of person like I didn't hit my goal, well, then, you know, you could spiral down the other way where you're like, well, I don't hit any of my goals and, you know, nothing. Well, it works. goes, it, I think it really does go back to the quote that of you overestimate what you can get done in a day and underestimate what you can get done in a year. I really think there are very few things you could set as a goal 
that you wouldn't be able to get done in a year. A year is a long time. And, you know, certainly there are things like if, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I want to become a billionaire in a year. Okay. That's not going to happen. Right. But so I think it starts with being realistic, but I really think that most, most people's goals, if they sat down and and really thought about what they wanted, most people's goals would be achievable in a year. So I I think it's twofold to answer your question or threefold. One, you have to, you have to set a realistic goal, but I think realistic when you're talking about the year goal, it, you know, you could become fluent in a language in a year. You could build a side hustle that replaces your current income and quit your job in a year, right? It, you know, if you're motivated enough to do it and if you, if you wanted to do it in a year, some people don't want to do it in a year. They want to do it in two years, right? You could run it, like start from scratch and run a marathon by the end of the year. You know, a lot of these, like, these are big things. These are like life milestones for a lot of people, right? Stuff they've already, you could uh, never know how to play the guitar and, and learn to play the guitar and be good enough to, you know, to, I don't know, play a show in front of people, like whatever your, your kind of end deliverable is. And so I think that being realistic is important, but I also think when you set that yearly goal, a lot of things are, are realistic. And so I think that's being realistic is the first part of that, you know, making sure you set a yearly goal um, and realizing that a year is a longer time than you think. I mean, Jay, for both you and I, I mean, this sounds weird to say, but like I'm 39, right? I've only been on this earth for 39 years. And, you know, how many of them have been like productive members of society years, not just a kid? I mean, we're talking like 25 years of my life. Then look at all that's happened in those 25 years, right? Like, and that's even can, arguable. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that that's that's stretching the truth. I mean, productive member of society, like 14 years. And so if I look at all the things and say, man, you've accomplished all this in 14 years. Well, I mean, that's a lot of big things that that have changed in my life and things that, that I've done. So I think a year is longer than most people think. Uh, and the reason that is, is that they've never typically spent a year going after something. And I think the third part of that then becomes you need to prioritize and cut your amount of goals down. So this is the one of the biggest things that we're teaching inside the challenge is that one of the major mistakes that people make, I would argue even the biggest mistake that people make when they set New Year's resolutions is they set way too many. Uh, you know, I did this five years ago. I remember we had just started six years ago. We had just started LI. I had a huge post in there about New Year's resolutions. I thought I was the man. There were 52 resolutions. Now, I didn't actually make it to be like 52, 52 weeks. I just remember there are 52, everything from easily accomplishable things like uh, give someone a hundred dollar tip this year to like become fluent in Spanish. Right. It was like, it ran the gamut. It was all types of stuff. And what I realized after that year, or maybe even probably during that year and over the next couple of years is that that is setting yourself up for failure. There's no way possible. You're going to set 52 goals because if you're not prioritizing, I mean, give a hundred dollar tip. Sure. I could do that today, but does that need to be a new year's resolution or can that just say like, all right, here's something I want to do. Right. And, um, and it's a nice thing and it, and it, and it's cool to do, but it doesn't have to be a resolution. What I want people to look at 
and do is pick one, pick the biggest, most important goal that would change your lifestyle. That if you brain dump and it's okay to write down a ton of resolutions, I think that's important. Like write down a bunch of things you want to accomplish and then go back and say, all right, if I future pace and I say it's December 31st, 2022, or whatever year you're listening to this in, the end of the year, which of these, if I accomplished it, would would have the most impact in my life? Which would I be happiest with achieving? And if you do that, now you have your BHAG. And so all those other goals that you wrote down should fall by the wayside. You, you shouldn't focus on them because that's when you aren't able to accomplish the big goal is when you're spreading yourself too thin and focused on way too many, right? If, if the people who stay and go to the gym and continue to go to the gym after January 12th, 13th, 14th, they've essentially said, hey, the goal I'm prioritizing is, is whatever their health goal is. Like, this is the most important, so I will continue to go. And the people who stop going are the ones like, yeah, I want to get in shape. I also want to read 52 books. I want to learn a language. I'm going to start a side hustle, you know, like blah, blah. I, you know, there's a million things that people write down. Well, okay. It's going to get lost in the shuffle then. And so, you know, I was guilty as this as any person. I felt like the man when I read that list. And, you know, over the couple of years, what I've realized is I was completely wrong to do it that way. And instead you need to set one goal. And it will have, and I'm going to let you jump in in a sec here. I'll get off my little soapbox. But my goal is to to get to talk during this podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it will have a waterfall effect. So pop in here, and then we can talk about why setting one goal doesn't mean you can't achieve other things as well. No, first of all, I love I loved the soapbox rant. So I was totally teasing you. I think that was uh, very well said. And the one thing that you said towards the end that. I wanted to just comment on was was the lifestyle portion because I'm a minimalist in general. I love the idea of one goal and distilling something down to one thing. And I think the easiest way to do that is to look at the lifestyle you want to have in the coming year and the things that you do that make you happiest and you know, understanding the things that maybe you've been doing or the people you've been with or, or those types of things, identifying those things that might be part of the reflection part, right? You reflect back on the last year, look at the things you enjoy, the people you enjoy being around, the stuff that you, you're you day game because we're changing all the time, right? And then you look forward and you say, okay, how can I set a goal in a way that sets me up to kind of live my best life every day in some ways, right? So the marathon goal is a good example of like a concrete goal, right? I want to run a marathon. Well, think about the lifestyle of that. If you know you're the type of person that enjoys kind of following like a training routine or that you need that to be a part of it and exercise makes you feel good and you want to bring it back in your life and you need that accountability, you know, that could be a good, a good goal to set. I, I think that if you're looking at it through the lifestyle lens, you can set a goal in a way that when you start chunking it down, you realize, oh, like I, I enjoy most of these things. And then you understand that, oh, it's not just the end goal because we all know the end goal, you get there. And then you're just like, all right, well, here I am. I did it. And then it's the next day. And not that it doesn't feel good or whatever, but it's not like now all your problems are solved, right? You run the marathon, you go to the finish line. Like that was great. You celebrate, you have dinner a few days later. It's like, sort of done. Yeah. I don't know. I've never run a marathon, it, it, but um, I mean, it's, but exact, it's exactly that, Jay. The, the, it's exactly that with the waterfall effect where 
you, you know, some people might be listening and say, if I only set one goal, like, no, I, I, there's nothing big enough that I could do that. If I only achieved that one thing, it would make me feel good about my whole year. And I used to think that, so, so don't get me wrong. I, that's why I set 52 goals. It's like, well, okay. If I just learned Spanish, like that would be cool, but it's not, go, I'm not going to, it's not going to be big enough for me. Uh, if I only did that at the end of the year, but but that's why you need to focus on what is the one thing, like Jay just said, that would make you feel good enough because it has a waterfall effect. So, for example, um, yesterday, someone in the challenge, our good friend uh, Kaz from from Y Travel Blog, and, and they run a site called This Is Raleigh, right? I, I made everyone in the challenge pick one goal. Buzzing us out here. And, and all right, Chris, all right, buzz us out. And, and she said they want to get to 20K in revenue a month from their this is Raleigh site. So some people listening might be like, oh my gosh, that's insane. That's so much money. Some people might be, you know, it, it, the numbers don't matter because it's, it's all personal, right? They're running a business that their site is revolving around. So, but with that goal, there's going to be a lot of other things that she accomplishes because in order to get to 20K a month, they're going to have to put systems in place, right? They're going to have to get sponsors. They're going to have to consistently post, right? So one of their goals might've been like post once a week. Okay. Well, if they get to that 20K goal, they, they will have had to do some of these things that were those other goals in order to get there. Like you said, Jay, run a marathon. Well, in order to run a marathon, you're, you know, you're going to have to train. So you're going to hit these other milestones. If you're training, you're probably more confident. You feel good about yourself. Maybe you, you're more schedule oriented because now you have a big thing that has to fit into your schedule. So all of a sudden, Okay, maybe one of your goals was, hey, you want to become more organized uh, with your time. Well, this helps with that, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, I want people to realize that when you pick the right, I don't want to say the right BI, when you pick the goal, though, that that is the most impactful for you, and this takes some time to think out, you know, brain dump all of the different ones that you might want to do, and then pick the one that's most impactful, you will start to see that other things will happen that you want to happen as well, because mm -hmm. you either need to do them to get to that goal, or as you're getting towards that goal, you're, you're gaining skills, you're gaining confidence, things are happening to you that then lead themselves to you achieving those other things as well, because you're becoming the better version of yourself. Well, also, I think you're just enjoying your day-to-day -day life. You know, if you can set the goal in a way where the waterfall effect after you kind of future pace and, and look at what you need to do to kind of get there and you realize, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy this journey. Not that it's not going to be challenging or hard at times, but generally speaking, you're like, I'm really going to enjoy the journey of accomplishing this goal. Let's get into it. I think that that's very powerful. I mean, we look at like the great resignation, you know, why is that happening? I think people are having, maybe that's a whole other episode in itself. Uh, but you know, there's some existential crisis, I think, going on out there with work and life and the pandemic and everything like that. So it really is an important element with everything that we teach around the lifestyle first component is to just also put the goal through the lifestyle lens and really understand how it's going to change your lifestyle or tweak your lifestyle in the coming year and make sure that's matching along with the, you know, paper achievement because, it's great to be able to speak Spanish fluently, but is it something you really want to do? Are you going to enjoy that journey? Do you love learning languages? Is it, you know, or is it just to have the end result of I'm a person that speaks, 
you know, Spanish fluently. Right. So. Or is it because you feel like you should? That's another yeah. huge one, right? You you just right. like, well, I, I can't believe I can't do this. That's how I felt with Spanish. I mean, yes, I would love to be able to speak that language fluently, but a lot of it has been made out of guilt, you know, like, oh, you took Spanish in high school. Shouldn't you be able to speak it? Well, listen, that's sunk cost, man. You obviously goofed off way too much in high school and you didn't learn it. Okay. That doesn't mean that in your adult life, you need to prioritize that, right? It, it doesn't mean that. So I, I think taking that a step further, Jay, yeah. Is it, is it something you feel like you should be doing yeah. because I mean, I others the have done it? reason has to be compelling enough. Right. right. That's that's another element of this. I mean, I think about learning Norwegian for me for a long time. I didn't. And then the reason that was compelling enough for me was a uh, they were offering 500 hours of free classes for me here. And secondly, this is part of my family heritage now. And my kids are going to be speaking Norwegian and I want to be able to understand them. I want to be a part of the conversations. There was a lot of motivating factors to kind of push me towards actually going down that path and achieving those goals. Did I love it every second? No, it was a lot of work. It was hard. It was an extra thing. But I had enough I had I had enough compelling reasons to keep following through with it on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. For me, that was the perfect example of just to tie this up of what you said with you can you you accomplish a lot more uh, you, what What's the quote again? I'm you, sorry. You, uh, <laughs> you overestimate what you can yes. get done in a day. You underestimate what you can get done in a yes. year. How long did it take you to, well, to to go from no Norwegian to basically being fluent, you took it. The, how long did you take those five hundred I mean, hours? I would say it was about a year and a half. Yeah. But when I look back, a lot of the homework sessions were, you know, ten to twenty minutes most nights. So that is how it happened. Even though I was exhausted and had a newborn and stuff like that, I sat down and did my homework, my ten to twenty minute homework assignment. And you compound that over 18 months, and then you go to your classes a couple times a week, and then you're around it and listening to it. And next thing you know, it's happening. So not next thing you know, it felt like it took forever. But no, but here, but here's <laughs> like that's interesting, Jay. Right? Like it wasn't your only goal. Um, it w- it was a supplementary goal, right? Because you, you were side running. Hustle. Yeah, it was. It was a side. It was a side hustle. Right? Exactly. And in a year and a half, you you accomplished that side hustle. Yet, if we had sat down before that and been like, you're going to become fluent in Norwegian, it probably feels overwhelming. Like, oh, this is going to take years. And how am I going to do this? And I think the other point to that is that doesn't mean that there wasn't days that you didn't miss, right? There were days maybe you didn't do your homework or there were times you didn't practice it. And, and people get so caught up in being perfect that then it's that idea of going to the gym, right? Oh my gosh, I missed today. Well, there goes my streak. Who cares? That's one day. Go back the next day. Or you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I know we're buzzed out already, but I think that one of the most important things about setting a yearly goal, which is good, but that's way still two in the clouds, right? That's it, It's like not a blank slate, but it's only like one thing written on a slate. I think that's what makes it so impactful. Then set the monthly goals of how to get there. And then the laundry list of the things you have to do to get there, the checklist, right, for each month, because it's not saying nowhere on your goals is every day I have to be perfect, right? It's just saying, all right, for me to get to this level in month one, here are the things I have to do. Okay, I missed a day. Well, can I go back and make up for it? Yes. In everything you do, you can go up and make up for it, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's not like the one day out of the 365 is going to kill any goal. And so that's why it's important to chunk it to the months 
and then make the list of the things to get to that month and then plan it out because you will, you will miss, you know, mm-hmm. the people who say, I'm going to do it something every day of the year. I, and I got guilty of that. in that 52 goal thing, I think it was like that whole one second video every day of the year or something. That was one of my goals. You've seen that Jay, where people yeah. take like a one second video of themselves for 365 days and oh, you really? put it all no. together. Yeah. It was like, I, I mean, I did, I forgot by day three. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I, I think just be, be realistic with that. It is impressive. There's these videos out there where people have done that for like their whole life or something, you know, or many years, like a decade or something. I, I'm sure there's videos like that. There are. And it's like, wow, that's really impressive. You men remembered to do that. That's, that's building a super habit. And maybe that's what we're talk talking about, about next week. Yeah. Habits. So let's like, yeah. it. all right, Chris, you brought us that a long time ago. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have set New Year's resolutions and you have gotten to a point where you're already listening to this, you're like, mm, oh, those are starting to go down the tubes. Reimagine it. Get that blank slate out. Pick that biggest goal that you want to achieve. You know, brain dump a bunch. Pick that biggest goal you want to achieve and then chunk it out over 12 months. Say, what are the big 12 mile markers I need to hit? And then how do I need to get there? And if you haven't set New Year's resolutions, all right, now's your chance. It doesn't have to be on New Year's Day that you do it. Hungover from New Year's Eve. You could start right now as you're listening, whenever you're listening to this. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, if you want to be a part of the community, if you want to see that everything that's going on, if you want to make sure that you don't miss the next time that we're running a live challenge, go over to locationindie.com, sign up for the newsletter, and we will get you on there. You'll get a free weekly newsletter, and you will also get information and announcements of all the cool stuff that we have coming up over the next year. So check Boom. out indie.com. Locationindie.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.